0: Hello and welcome to episode fourteen of Anne and Steve Talk Stuff, where me and Blake talks to Stephen Kinsella about stuff. Ah, uh, Stephen, how are you doing? I'm good.
1: I'm good. Uh, I was telling Keen before we started recording. I'm uh, the exact condition that it describes me as an elbow uh, uh, lyric, um, cramming commitments like cats in a sack. That oh. is that is my actual. That is that is a, a perfect description of, of me right now, which is which is fine. Which is fine, because, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's, not, it's not the worst sack, you know?
0: <laughs> it's not the worst sack. And it's not Worth the that. elbow uh, lyric grounds for divorce either. So, yeah, if, yeah, you
1: were, yeah, if you're going yeah. for an elbow lyric. Yeah. <laughs> I love that band so much. I love it. Yeah. I love them. They I are, saw the pork and I just, oh, I can't wait to go back to gigs. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. Oh. I
1: can't wait to go back to gigs. We're not talking about COVID. I'm like, we're not talking about COVID.
0: No, gee, um, we forgot so I, this yeah, show.
1: Even though this I'm, show was like, a brand new brief, just about the lapse into COVID, de- 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 depressionism. No, we're not talking about that. This is that was
0: that, that was a nice little decision we made last week, where yeah. this is now renaming this as uh, nothing to do with COVID. Uh, keeping, uh, just you know, I don't know. I imagine if you're listening to podcasts, if you're listening to anything, you're hearing a lot of that, and we're here not to uh not to talk about covid so yeah uh last week we talked about a space made out of a bra and uh there was great great uh great reaction to that and people seemed to really like that so i think that really spurred us on to talk about um uh, other, other stuff i think something funny happened a few weeks ago i tried to say the word economist and i called you an ec- economist. i can't even get it wrong again um <laughs> I don't know how my, my mouth just went economist or something East. like that. And I was, it's so, yeah, in case you don't know who, who we are, <laughs> Stephen's an economist, uh, and I work in theater and music. So we work in different sectors, but we, we have a similar appreciation of the world and, um, and a fascination with the world and how it works. And that's why we talk such interesting that's stuff. Right. Right. <laughs> but and right. I, yeah, the thing as well is that, um, so we are now doing this podcast weekly we initially were doing it monthly but because Stephen has just so much spare time and nothing yeah. else to do yeah. we we've gone we've gone weekly with it uh to brighten up your day and it is of course uh thanks to the Limerick post that we get to do this
1: yeah um, thanks. well thanks to again for making it happen because uh without them and the the, the internet doodoraz and the foo for us uh we, we just be, be talking to ourselves we're talking to ourselves
0: Yep. <laughs> Which, incidentally, lyrically, is the uh, the name. Well, the song is "Talking to Yourself" by my band, the Ooh. Bradford and Light Orchestra. Drop Ooh. that in there.
1: Clang. Very good. Very good. Uh, we should really
0: have re-released it for this period of time that we're not talking about. Um, but yeah, <laughs> and uh, so like economics is your thing.
1: It is thing. One of your
0: main things, But it's 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 the main thing. Like
1: yeah, yeah. I think it would describe stuff. me. Like you know, if somebody said like you are now sacked you can't be an economist anymore i'm not totally sure what i do you know like i'm not really good at many other things i'm not that good at economics like i'm not that i i find i find the basic things a struggle you know so um and i i i think we said this before how annoyed i am at the fact that i conform so so completely to the um, absent-minded professor stereotype, um, in that I have zero spatial memory of like I can get lost in buildings that I've worked in for a decade, like I've you know, and I do forget things and I'm generally useless at almost everything, except this. So yeah, it's a big part of my life.
0: It's well, and, do you know what I am? I am daughter of an absent-minded professor Maria. So uh, it's a, it's a good way to be. It, yeah. it makes it makes for a nice life. And, I know. You I see. Know. You see, you've been listened to, but you can watch this on YouTube, apparently, and you'll see that Stephen's working on his beard for the absent-minded professor right oh, yeah. now. <laughs> Are you... I'm being, I'm being a bitch, yes. I'm... You,
1: you're, you're, uh, you're facial hair shaming me. I see
0: a shadow. Oh, I see a shadow.
1: I mean, I didn't like... It's not a Zoom background, like... No, yeah. uh, but oh my god maybe that's the next new invention zoom foregrounds right so rather than having a background of like you know a bookcase or a or a you know building on fire or whatever you want like maybe you have a zoom foreground where you're actually a completely different digitally you know different face like you know so they they like they like make your eyes bigger and they get rid of the beard and whatever and you just become a complete avatar you know
0: I would I would sign up for that. That would be fun.
1: Well, if you've got the, if you've got the foreground, right, and that we just shove enough information into a server, eventually we can get the background too, you know, and then we can just have an AI approximating me and you, mm-hmm. and then we can just go for pints.
0: Yes. That's, yeah, if pub's ever open, oh, we're not talking about it, we're not talking about it. We're not
1: talking about that anymore.
0: I tell you, so like way back, I I don't know which episode it was, a long time ago. If you're binge listening to this now, it probably was like, you know, a few hours ago. But we were talking about, um, well, a few episodes ago, we were talking about the economics of culture and the arts. And uh, also you had said at some point you wanted to talk about the creative process because you were talking about having an app called Tasks. That you yep. lived in, and it was all yep. about ticking things yep. and finishing tasks. Mm-hmm. Whereas, d- depending on the person, but certainly for myself as a creative person, um, there are things you want to get done, but it, it's far more about the process of doing mm-hmm. rather than the completion of a task. Mm-hmm. And I wonder. Uh, yeah, we, that this is something we can we can talk about, but also, I suppose, this is a show that um, has an economic lens. Sure. I still laugh that I'm a co-host on a podcast with an economic lens, but here we find ourselves. Um, I, I specifically think the teacher who taught me economics for six weeks uh, in first year when I didn't take it up afterwards in school would laugh heartily. But, uh, you know, what what effect that has on... On a, a person, and then on a on a grouping and a society, and we are always about reimagining the yeah. world. Unfortunately, the world is reimagining itself really fast at the moment, but okay. we are re- reimagining the world whenever we can,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and how we approach things has a big effect on on who we are as people and how we interact.
1: Yeah. yeah. So um when i think about um creativity right mm. i think it's it's, a, it's it's deeply unfortunate that the word has been sort of californiaized you know that's not a word but it, it is now you know sure. uh, words like spiritual and journey you know i'm going on a journey no you took a job you know i need a role no you have a job you know this kind of thing um th- th- it's been sort of uh 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 Uh, spiritualized or whatever. Um, Uh The the, the idea of creativity is really interesting to me because it's where new things come from. And if we don't invent new things, we stay the same. And if we stay the same, we stagnate. And one of the reasons economists are kind of obsessed with economic growth is that growth is a generation of new things that then get distributed to everybody which raises their living standards. Yeah. And it's one of those, so there's a famous quote by a Nobel laureate called Robert Lucas. And he said, when you start thinking about economic growth, it's very difficult to start thinking about anything else because it's the kind of thing, when you start looking at this, you realize that, you know, if if economic growth is at a certain rate, the living standards can double every seven or 10 years. And that means, you know, uh, people who would have otherwise been sick get treated Mm -hmm. by doctors because there's a hospital there for them to get, get treated in. People Mm -hmm. who would have otherwise enjoyed nasty, brutish, short lives now have longer lives, right? Because of, it's not because of economic growth. It's because of all of the things that growth gives us and growth in the long term comes from creativity, ideas. Mm -hmm. It comes from people combining new things together to make what we all enjoy now today. So like I'm talking to you on a computer, the materials for this computer have existed forever. Mm
0: -hmm. But the
1: ability to combine them in such a way that you and I can talk to each other from our spare rooms is almost new in the history of humanity, right? It's Mm -hmm. only really been there in the 70s. And when I think about creativity, I often think about it in terms of like trying to explain the nature of scientific contribution. Um, Okay. So the way I think about it is, imagine you have a a ball or a circle okay yeah and the circle is the the total sum of human knowledge and you start off in the middle and you don't know anything and you start learning in one direction maybe it's art maybe it's economics maybe it's i don't know sculpture history of hygiene doesn't matter eventually you get to a sort of, a, sort of a, i know something about this level maybe a ba in economics or a, or a, maybe you've done an apprenticeship in carpentry or whatever and after a while you specialize in that you, you get you get much much closer to the to the edge of the circle which is mm-hmm. the edge of all human knowledge about that one thing right and then you're an expert and real creativity is just slightly pushing out that part of the circle mm-hmm. just very slightly yeah and it, it can happen in all kinds of places. Like I've given some scientific disciplines and I've, I've talked a bit about, you know, the arts and all that, but it can absolutely happen in other areas. Um, uh, I'm, I, in addition to being interested in, in spacesuits, I'm also interested, believe it or not, and like in tractors. Oh great! I'm really, I don't think I've ever actually sat in a tractor, but I'm really into them as as ideas because without. Could you be
0: um, a massy Ferguson or uh... as it turns out,
1: I am yes, as it turns <laughs> out, I am and but but this is because of the role that Massey Ferguson played in the development of the tractor. Okay. So you need tractors, and or, tractors are mechanized horses and oxen, right? Mm. You, you need to pull something across land, you need to move heavy things, but it, need, it needs to be incredibly powerful. In other words, it needs a big engine block, yeah. um, but it needs to have really, really wide wheels because otherwise it'll sink. Yeah. Into the ground, right. So in the early late 19th and early 20th centuries, they were trying to build cars that could do the job of horses and oxen. Right. Yeah. And uh, they, they, they failed miserably. And the reason that they failed miserably was they were trying to make a car into a big car. It just didn't work. So what they did was um, they got a, a massive engine block, they put it on a massive chassis and the whole thing sank into the ground. Right? Nice. And there are hilarious pictures, like absolutely <laughs> hilarious pictures of these yokes just falling into the ground, right? And um, so what happened was they, they realized that um, uh, the engine block is so massive that they didn't need a chassis anymore. Okay. They, they just bolted everything onto the engine block and that's what a tractor is. A Tractor is an engine block without it with, with the wheels on, on, on it instead of a chassis, okay? Yeah, right, which is why they have that kind of really distinctive shape. And the uh, the real forerunners in this are Massey Ferguson, right? right. Which is why I'm a huge Massey fan. Right? Now, the, the reason that sort of matters, like, is if you look in the history of any product anywhere, you find somebody going what if I just got rid of the chassis and lubbed the wheels onto the, onto the engine? Anywhere in the world. And there's this beautiful theory. It's called the theory of the adjacent possible. Mm. So creativity is the adjacent possible. It's you figuring out that you can move in that direction very slightly and you make a new thing. Yeah? yeah. So an, yeah. an iPhone is an iPod that can make phone calls. Yes you take two things you just move slightly in a different direction. I love that as a definition of creativity because it's kind of, it's not that it's algorithmic. That's not a fair point. The point is it gets the circle of human knowledge and it just moves it very slightly out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Everybody's moving it slightly out, you know, um, and the more people that work on a particular thing, the faster the, that part of the circle moves forward. And I, I, I'm always really interested in this because if we, slow down the generation of ideas, right? If we turn around, and we say, well, you can't possibly talk about that anymore because mm. that's, that's illegal now, or that's against our religion, or we, we disagree with that stance on whatever. What happens is things just don't speed up in that area. Or if you're a big company and you say, this is my area, and I get to define how fast this moves. Cause every mm-hmm. new idea, every new drug that I combine, every new patent, every new piece of software, Needs to be profitable, profitable for me, not profitable for you. Right? Yes. Yeah. So when it comes to innovation policy and spurring people on to have new ideas, having them be free to have these ideas is really important, and it's it's where uh, scientific work, intellectual work, artistic work, uh, master craftsmen, like all that stuff, it all comes into it, it, the conditions for really good work are kind of the same almost anywhere, which is make sure I'm skilled up enough to be able to do the job, that I can actually get to the edge of the bubble, right? Right, yeah. Give me me enough freedom to search around the adjacent possible, yeah? Yeah. And then tell me where I need to be, you know, roughly in a certain period of time, and then Mm -hmm. leave the fuck alone. Yes. Right, (laughs) leave me alone. Because you can't have people showing up being like, is the thing ready? Is the thing ready? Have you invented a new thing? It's like, I have no idea if I've invented a new thing. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I have this uh, example. It's not exactly It's not exactly that, but um, a friend of mine, an actor, was talking to me years ago about he was doing a, a murder mystery somewhere. And he well, was. You know, it takes a while to get a crowd on board and that, and um, he was addressing to the crowd, he was addressing the crowd, but nearly always when you're doing some kind of event, there is another person there who booked you or who is parking and is worried about Mm. the client being happy, you know, and they're just buzzing around like that, showing up going and you, kind of, you need to look I'll, I'll get them on board but you just need to give me a, a minute you need to give it time to breathe and not interfere and he just always tells a story of he's there ladies and gentlemen like barely saying two words and this woman's tapping his arm going you're losing them you're losing them <laughs> and he's just, like, just let me do my job and it'll be fine just let me you know and that micromanaging I suppose yeah. you know I'll get them on board but I just love that <laughs> you know that, that, that's, a, I suppose, a parallel example. Oh, absolutely,
1: and it's, it's, it's where the idea of the management of an innovative activity becomes mm. an impossibility, right? What you have to do is you have to go, uh, first off, make sure you're, you've got the, re- the best people, right? Yes. And then you need to give them the kind of reasonable conditions under which to work. And then you need to be strong enough as a person and in a, in a position to be able to leave them alone. Yes. Because what they might produce is total crap, because most of the adjacent possible is empty, right?
0: And the importance of failure yeah, as well, because yeah. experimenting or things, you know, scientists, mm. things blowing up and that, and the yeah. importance of that space to breathe. Um, yeah. it's, it's funny, because I remember years ago, just kind of going back to these kind of two different mindsets, mm. Um, I think it might have been before Limerick was the City of Culture, but there was a, a wonderful uh, progressive idea uh, by somebody working in the council, it was quite junior, uh, called, I think it was called Creative Limerick, but basically all these empty lots in the recession was like, like get an artist in there just doing mm-hmm. stuff and get get it used, get life into it mm-hmm. and and take it from there. And there was yeah. a lot of pop-up shops. And one that still survives today is Armstrong House. Yes. Um. And I hope it will survive the thing we won't mention. But the the thing was, you had this idea, like this will inject life into the city in mm-hmm. a way, okay, it won't bring obvious revenue. And this mm-hmm. is where I suppose the task versus process thing. It won't, yep. it, people aren't going to come in now and, and spend loads of money tomorrow because there's artists, because the spaces are occupied by people who are paying very low rents yep. and aren't producing anything that can necessarily be bought, but they're creating life in a space. They are creating a process that is bringing the city back to life. Mm-hmm. And and then it, you meet the mindset of, you know, fax figures, yep. this needs to be making money. And can they not make things that they can sell? And this real lack of understanding of the magic of a process that will will pay off,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, and you will see. A, some business owner is going to walk past that lot and go, "I want to rent that," which is the yeah. horrible kind of byproduct of the thing. <laughs> but still, you're advertising a space, and I think when when you hit that loggerheads, and I suppose it's the micromanagement, it's that loggerheads of, we need a result and trust it. Yeah. Give it time, and this it you will see. Troy studios move in in a number of years yep. if you allow something to grow and stop expecting things to mm. I suppose immediately produce something mm. and I suppose these are the two mindsets that often collide and yeah. let's face it the creative people tend to have a lot less money and uh they do, they do. and but, move on
1: <laughs> but on the on, on the plus side from a person from a particularly uh, weird perspective they're really cheap Right. (laughs) Um, So, so that's helpful. Um, That's, that's helpful from a sort of a a public good generation perspective, right? They generate goods that otherwise wouldn't be produced. Right. We talked about this, the diamonds versus the water before.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: um, I think what's really interesting, the creative limerick experience is what's really interesting is the difference between the people who understand how new things get made. Yes. Right and the people whose job it is to keep the things that are currently going, going. Mm-hmm. But I have That massive sympathy for both, because I've had to do both. Yes. Um, it's really hard if somebody goes, well, you know, can you not just give this for free? It's like, but it's not free, mm-hmm. right? It's something, mm-hmm. I have to take this away from someone else
0: in mm-hmm. order to
1: give it to you. So it's not free, nothing's free. Yeah. So uh, and in order for me not to, if I say, well, there's no rates on this building or mm-hmm. whatever, if that's that's okay, but the minute I say that everybody else wants that, and but then also everybody else wants all the things for the city, which all yes paid for by the rates. So from their perspective, they're like, you know, everybody wants to live in a in a in a world where artists are free to produce things.
0: Yes.
1: The problem is that not everybody is down with the idea of subventing that. Yeah. 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 So some of it, some of my conversations with lots of artists have been about look. It's about expressing value, not price, not quantity. It's not like, well, we're here, we'll make three paintings, not that. It's about saying we can, in a certain (laughs) way, express a value, right? We can express a value. Um, And then on the other side, the people who kind of, you know, not just run the city, but on the buildings and whatever, kind of saying, I agree that that does constitute value. Right? So there's kind of three bits. One is is the expression of value, not in an economic sense, actually, particularly, but in a social, maybe a political sense, yes. um, in a way that says, look, we're making things better. You know, we're turning water into diamonds. We're turning a boring city into a unique city. Yep. Uh, we're turning a bland thing into a not bland thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's that. And then there's that that that, that expression of value, the, the discussion about like, do, do we agree that is what that is? Right. Yeah. And the third big thing, which is sort of, I don't know, maybe the biggest conversation to have is what happens when that expression of value finds itself in uh in conflict in some sense with traditional economic value Mm -hmm. so to give you a concrete example you've got somebody who's making amazing things in this beautiful store and now it looks amazing people walk by and they stop and they take pictures and they're like jesus this is wonderful you know what a fantastic experience And then uh, somebody walks along and goes, I could put a shoe shop in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, it would sell shoes. What kind of shoes? Doesn't matter. People are going to buy them. Shoes, you know, I'll pay some rates, pay some corporation tax, hire some employees, Mm -hmm. how bad, right? And the council will be like, "Mm, artists, kindly leave. Yep. And it's like, but what about all the value I was generating? They're like, yeah, about that. Rates, go. Right. So, and I'm not, I'm not suggesting that. that that's, that's how people have been.
0: No, you, but you, you need to, you can't negate yeah. one or the other. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: It's a caricature of, it's a caricature of an argument. Um, and I think, I think we talked about this before. What is really interesting is what, what is created when the market leaves us? Yeah. Mm. So the market has, has gone out like a wave, uh, because of the current unpleasantness, Thanks. which we shall not name. What are you talking uh, about? Uh, oh, I don't know. It's, that's a whole thing. This whole thing, this whole thing. You'll find out. No, it's, <laughs> I just don't go outside. What's the problem? I don't want. I I don't read the news. I get things delivered. It's all fine, you know. <laughs> the world's greatest introvert is having a a, a great day today. But yes. the the, um, the the idea, I think of, the idea, I think of like the market leaves us. What's left? right? communities there. Community doing amazing things at the moment. Um, the, uh, the state is there,
0: yeah.
1: you know, and it's doing again, amazing things. Uh, if you look at the arts and the voluntary sector, like again, amazing things are being done where where it's possible to do them. Right. And I think it's when we talk about the process, like, I think you said something kind of really profound there, uh, in the last episode of the one before, which was like, the the person who's going to process all of this is like eight, you know, the artist, Mm -hmm. the artist that's going to like, make the defining statement about this you know the sort of the sally rooney of of you know the 2040s you know is mine now
0: right. yeah. yeah yeah i mean i think there is going to be work about the current situation and there is stuff coming out now but the stuff that has the yeah. definitive stuff i think you're right yeah yeah
1: it's a, re- it's a reaction to all that um, yeah. you know i think i think it is interesting great art it comes from weird places oh yeah know? and it comes from processing a lot like just really really thinking carefully about that um there's a there's a a book that i really like actually and i, I kind of yanked it off the the, the thing it's called um, ways of seeing by yes. john Berger. oh yeah it's
0: yeah looks... one of
1: my favorite one of my favorite um writers of anything he's brilliant brilliant novels um he's 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 he, well, I, I don't know if he's still alive, but he, he's, he's a fabulous uh, um, thinker. And his whole point is, is, is that we're all about seeing. Yeah. Um, it comes before words. It comes before everything. Um, and there are different like ways of seeing. Um, and when you think about all of these things, um, you, you begin to realize that you deciding to see something in a certain way is an active choice Mm. and that's a really like you choose to see something in a certain way like somebody might might um and by seeing by seeing burger means perceive not you know see with your eyes and um, yeah, yeah yeah. it's more like so you know the way if you're in a group and somebody makes a joke like you can be mortally offended by what they say right or like or deeply hurt on a personal Mm -hmm. level or um or or just just mildly annoyed, or you can think it's hilarious, and it's your choice how to react to all the, you know, you just, that's how you see it, yeah, um, yeah, which is a, which is a whole thing, um, yeah.
0: yeah, just in terms
1: of seeing for people who are who can't see the YouTube, Keen there with his gorgeous dog.
0: Breezy, yeah.
1: yeah. Going... Breezy oh.
0: wants to be on the podcast. In fairness, he wants to
1: be on the podcast. He should. Yeah. He, should yeah. he should
0: be. He's as qualified as I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it, that is so true. Like I remember somebody saying, like, you can, um, you, you we can control so little. We can con- We can't control what happens to us. We can't control a situation. The only thing within all that we can control is our reaction to it. Yeah. And that's the only thing that's in our our own hands. And exactly. And there are times I'm like, cool, whatever. And then there yeah. are days, there are days when there are days. I'm yeah. like, no, I just, I just can't let that go or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. But it, it's healthier to wear things lightly when, when you can. But um, yeah, when, when it
1: doesn't come to
0: your uh, fundamental values. Uh, right. not, with my fundamental values, yeah. Um, yeah. I, there's a quote you just made me think of back to. I have, see, I know quotes too. Um, have you ever seen The Third Man by Orson Welles? No. Oh it's a fantastic awesome. film. Tis, bla- Tis Ooh, black and white. and, it. and, uh, <laughs> and well, One character they're talking you said art comes out of interesting places or you know um, uh, he said th- this quote one character says to another uh, in Italy for 30 years under the Borgias they had warfare, terror, murder and bloodshed but they produced Michelangelo, Leonardo da Vinci and the Renaissance. In Switzerland they had brotherly love, they had 500 years of democracy and peace and what did they produce? The cuckoo clock.
1: <laughs> so. Also a solidly robust banking system. That's not, you know.
0: Well, you see creativity versus economics. <laughs> I'm not advocating for war and bloodshed. I promise, I promise. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Think of the painting. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> uh, by, that, by that metric, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we have had some amazing uh, novels uh, and art written after the crisis,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, the last crisis, <laughs> the, the last to one crisis. <laughs> um, yeah. um, uh, Don Ryan's *Spinning Heart* mm-hmm. so It's one of my favourite books. Um, mm. it's just, it's just a, just Jesus, it's a brilliant book. And um, the, 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 the every, every I, I've read everything that man's written. And he works in UL and I'm a massive fanboy of his. And I've never <laughs> had the guts to go up and ask him for, for like a, a sign his book. But yeah, he's, uh, he, he's great. great
0: oh, if you're listening, don't, if you're listening, go, go say hi to Stephen. It'll make yeah, his day. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, get in. Yeah. But his... I'll
1: be like, Ooh, you know, no, so I, I, um, <laughs> I, I've got a weird story. So I went, um, I got a I got, I got a phone call one day and, um, it was uh this producer and said would you would you do a documentary about the the, the boom um uh, and 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 uh, the bust and all that and i was like yeah sure grant give me a call whatever And he's like yeah you have to fly to london to be recorded to do this and i was like no i'm not gonna go thanks thanks very much but i'm not flying to london for to appear for three seconds in your in your documentary like that's fine cheers you know Find somebody who's in London. There's lots of economists in London. See you later. And he's like, "Listen, um, Terry Jones from Monty Python is <sighs> is going to be in it." And I was like, "When can I go?"
0: <laughs> and I have to admit something terrible, Stephen. You told the story before on the podcast. <gasps> Did I? <laughs> 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 but it's a great. Did story. I?
1: Shit. Okay. Yeah. But it's my favorite. It's one of my favorite stories.
0: I think you tell but, it again, though. I mean, it's I, I can tell it again, it again but I won't. But I won't. Keenan will,
1: Keen will cut it out.
0: You just have to I, t- tune in to uh, maybe you, episode. might episode two or three. In fairness, am I
1: am I like that guy? Am I like that guy in um in uh? Am I like that guy in you know, what's the what's the this is this is the worst thing? Uh, what's the what's the the film where the guy is living the same day each day? Groundhog Day. No, I'm not thinking of the. I think he's, he's covered in tattoos. He's your man from Iron Man Three. Manto. Oh. Memento, yes. Memento. I'm like that guy. I'm just telling the same story over and over and over again. And we're like, yeah, yeah, we know, we
0: know. Yeah. <laughs> no short term <Yeah>. memory. <laughs> well, I said earlier on, you know, my I'm not uh, a, con- <laughs> but it is my job uh, to to take care of the podcast. Namely, really- yeah. if you're repeating yourself, but in yeah. fairness, you're talking about months ago, yeah. and I. Sometimes feel like telling stories. I'm like, oh my God, I might have told already on the podcast because, let's face it, that's a pretty cool a story. story, Terry Jones. The main
1: thing about the story, yeah. though, um, mm-hmm. is that when I rocked up there, I was like, I'm going to get an autograph and this is going to be amazing. And it did not happen. And I'm still annoyed about it to this oh, day.
0: Oh, no! And it's I'm better. like, are dying yeah. off.
1: Yeah, yeah. 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 Off. So, so I didn't seize the moment. I didn't... Um, I didn't take my chance. Now I'm oh, forever filled with regret for this very minor thing. Yeah. Is uh, well,
0: well I, I have a quick question. I, we're going delightfully off topic, but that's okay too. Speaking of creative people, um, you did guest on the Blind Boy podcast a number of months ago. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, what, as a fanboy, because you're y- know you you're quite a fanboy of him, how, mm-hmm. how was that finding yourself in that situation?
1: I'm um, surreal surreal would be the the right um the right word i mean it was it was it was um uh in it was just at the very end of last semester so i think it was december and uh it was live in Dolans, uh and it really it was a full crowd and and uh it was very interesting and we've he he's a very interesting thoughtful person because what he's what he's there to do, he said, like, I'm just going to ask you the stupidest possible question. And we're going to see how it goes. And uh, in the interaction between the two of us, we'll make some art. And I was like, that is not what I typically do. But okay, cool. (laughs) It was grand. It was grand. And we talked about, um, what did we talk about?
0: I was there. I should. I should know. Um, I, I was cheering from the crowds. <laughs> I wanted to punch him. I was like, "I'm his podcast, go out. man." Cheating. <laughs> I'm what the did... only artist that gets. What did the I artist. say? You <laughs> said lots of really cool stuff. Um,
1: oh, I, I know. I I talked about. Um, I talked about the difference between hedonics and eudaimonics. I, like...
0: I was on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, I know.
1: I know, right? Um, and. What the hell? Oh yes. So the difference between hedonics is like I get happier by making myself, you know, eat more, consume uh-huh. more, experience more, whatever. So that's hedonics, and eudaimonics is I get happier because other people are happier. Uh-huh. Right. So I increase the public good. So it's it's really interesting because the whole world is set up to maximize hedonics, right? And we got this thing yeah. called a hedonic yeah. treadmill, where if everyone is if everyone doesn't have an Apple watch or a smartwatch or whatever, and then everyone gets them, then that just becomes the default. And then you move on again, yeah. you know, and then it just, it, and, and then economic growth is really just spinning the hedonic treadmill faster. Mm-hmm. And if you think about art or maybe like charity, the social economy, the things that community things that we have really like realized matter massively, yeah. and, you know, like we've realized that people who, pack and stack shelves are really, really important yes. when you need the stuff on the shelf. Yeah. It's really important. And um, you know, there's, there's like kind of three classes of worker, right? You know, like assuming there's some demand for what you have to sell and there is a way for you to sell it. Um, either you're an essential healthcare worker and you have to just go work in a hospital, put yourself and your family at incredible risk. Or you're an, you're, you're an essential worker like like uh, bus drivers and guards and um, uh, uh, people who who stack shelves.
0: <gasps> Another call coming through.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, or or you're you're non-essential. Right. Mm. It's been really interesting to see who's non-essential. Yeah. 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 And not it's not who it's not who would you would have expected.
0: Right? No, as you said, the hedge fund managers. <sighs>
1: Turns out, they're not that important. They merges and acquisitions lawyers. We're not that worried about them, you know. We're like, yeah. I think that'd be grand. But, I I
0: go out and clap them every night.
1: I I do hear you know sometimes. I'm like I just hear a single. <laughs> or is it that? Do you do that Nancy Pelosi clap where she's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's it's like that? Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: It's it's funny as you talk about the the essential thing or are the 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 system where you we realize who's important uh when it's all about our own experience um i feel a a kind of a micro example that a friend of mine was telling me recently that herself and her fellow got a barbecue and um actually joanne ryan she's been on on uh, the oh, yeah. podcast as well, and a fantastic writer that. And she's like, I mean, barbecues—they're just brilliant. I mean, like we just like order the, like we order this food, and then like it's there and it's great. And then her fella just turns around and said, "I make, I cook it all. It doesn't just—it's not takeaway, you know. I, I put it on the barbecue and all the veg and everything. I—it it doesn't just appear. And its and sometimes we have that concept, don't we? Like I just get this thing and it's brilliant. Uh, yeah. It's like a lot of people. People made that happen yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but it, uh, it's just funny to see them together kind of these like yeah. two sides right there going what are you talking about I mm-hmm. made that happen
1: kind of bouncing um, off each other <laughs> this brilliant story from um, I think it's the 1950s mm-hmm. it's called I Pencil and it's a story written in the, from the perspective of the pencil Okay. and the pencil says like who made me you know was it you know and then he describes or it describes that's not a same gender to the pencil steve um <laughs> the gender they describe their pronouns the pencil's pronouns are you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's okay. You're, in, you're so in woke.
1: I'm so woke when it comes to pencils.
0: <laughs> you're just never going to be allowed to say anything. Every you can say nothing these days.
1: Nothing. 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 This political correctness got mad. Te-
0: tell us about the pencil.
1: You can't impose a gender on a pencil. I don't think you can. To be fair,
0: I call a lot of things he in my house, or you know, you know, like that or him or that, like silly things. My, my wife for no reason so 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 there's another
1: interesting thing do do there's the french language most nouns are partitioned into male and female yep right but they actually went and decided at a certain point which things were male and which things were female yeah (laughs) i wonder is there a moment now where you could imagine we did a survey right online and we were like Go through the things in your house that's like, you know, there's like mirrors and, and, and curtains and, and, you know, carpets and whatever. Like, assign a gender to all of these things. Yeah. yeah. And then let's add them up. Would most people think kitchen tables were male? You know? Yeah. Why, was, why is that? Like, it would be the world's most useless study and would be great crack.
0: It would be great crack. And I have been around heated debates over the gender of numbers really yeah no um, i sometimes i'm like yeah i kind of think at two is a girl sometimes seven seems a bit blokey i don't know like really random and then you talk to somebody else and they're like what no two is a man and seven is such a girl i was like what i don't know but i've seen people almost come to blows. oh over their concept of the gender of of numbers Um, that's
1: awesome imagine starting a twitter war about whether you know three was a girl oh
0: (laughs) all of the amazing i know i know (laughs) gee and i'm sure people do yeah yeah zero obviously that
1: that goes without saying but yeah i mean (laughs) that that's i mean
0: (laughs) non-binary literally non-binary literally (laughs)
1: <laughs> come here that Go might be the this... best maths joke ever <laughs> that might actually be the best maths joke ever boom oh, we did not started intentionally started a twitter war yeah great which I was like that. three three is a bloke no it's not and like just, <laughs> just really kick it off you know old school you know. <laughs> but,
0: come here we are running out of time i need oh, to find right. out what happened to ipencil because we we abandoned oh right it. so
1: uh pencil the pencil what the pencil did um he said, "Well, he, he." It's okay.
0: It's okay. He, lean into it. Claim okay. it. It's fine.
1: If I lean into it, is it not a? sheet Anyway, whatever. So, pen, uh, the pencil, pencil, pen, the pencil. The pencil. Well, I you know, go through that. The, the lead was the lead was mine. The lead for the pencil was. <laughs> 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 but the lead for the pencil was mine. but the lead in the pencil was mined by, uh, you know, in this country, and it was shipped by these people, and the the mm. wax was made over here. And, the whole point of this of the story is that no one person actually makes a pencil. It takes yes. the whole world to make a single simple pencil.
0: It takes a village to raise a pencil.
1: <laughs> village couldn't make the pencil. Village couldn't make the pencil. There is actually a, an art installation where a, a, a young artist tried to make a toaster. Mm-hmm. Right? Tried to make a toaster from scratch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Uh, and like you know uh, go get the metal you know smelt the element make the wires the whole thing it took two years to make this toaster and the toaster didn't really work
0: oh my god
1: yeah Whereas, and they could knock like a toaster out every 30 seconds in you know China or whatever but uh, this is this is completely different and I I think you know when you realize how interconnected everything is
0: Mm -hmm.
1: it's that where you go oh we probably shouldn't try to damage this web of interconnections, should we? It's like, yeah, no.
0: exactly. And I think as well, um, just sticking to end on a ending note of uh, of gender, of objects. <laughs> uh, which a lot of languages language gender, including Irish, Irish genders objects too. Yeah, that's um, true. That's true. Uh, um, pencil, I think you can have it because pen and pencil and penne pasta, they all come from the same root. Pen, penal, first half of penis. It's phallic, you can have it, it's a guy. Okay. You just think of the root of the word, you know?
1: Um, oh, yeah.
0: Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. lads, you can have pencils, right?
1: Have no pencils.
0: Let's, I'm going to put that on Twitter and just wait to be eviscerated.
1: Yeah. Um, or yeah. I'm going to yeah. say,
0: yeah, I'm just going to
1: come here. i've been living i've been living in him for 14 years and i refuse to uh acknowledge the existence of a topper oh pairer. it's a it's a pencil pair. it's not power. a thing as a topper it's not a thing i refuse to have the word said in my house the children okay. roll their eyes at me but it's not a topper it's not a. An- it's not a thing okay it sharpens it's a it sharpens sharpener. It's and after
0: hard. after what I've just said about the root of pencil, you really don't want to think about Barbaras anymore. I know. It's a weird direction. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Always absolutely. a joy. Mm-hmm. Always a joy. Sorry, sorry, blokes. Sorry, fellas. I don't want to get a bad name for myself um, coming out with things like that. Um, it has been very delightful. It's always great
1: to, fun. It's always great
0: fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I hope you enjoy the sunshine and that it continues. And yeah, I will, and next week we will talk more stuff. We will
1: talk more stuff. Take care.
0: Bye. You have been listening to Anne and Steve Talk Stuff, a Limerick Post podcast produced by Kian Reinhardt, theme tune composed, and performed by David Blake. Follow Stephen Kinsella on Twitter at Stephen Kinsella. He's a Stephen with a PH, Anne Blake at AnneBlake78. She is an Anne with no E. And the Limerick Post at Limerick Post. If you have any questions, you can get to any of these Twitter accounts or follow the hashtag AnneSteveTalk.